the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Better $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Get all the details by following them over at Twitter on SGPN Fantasy. That's at SGPN Fantasy. I'm just about that action, boss. Yes, sir. We are back here with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, real from a junior at your service. We've had, we had a time. We had a time last Thursday. I'm trying to say we had a time last Thursday. Shout out to my guy. You know, he's here with me. Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Nice to be back. I know we cleaned up on Thursday night last week. Unfortunately for DFS, I'm a little bit salty. I had T. Higgins in my captain spot. He was the captain for about, I don't even know, maybe 80% of the game. And then Tyreek had to do Tyreek things in the fourth quarter, and Higgins officially became the second-best captain option. But the lineups were okay. The bets were very good. I know we cleaned up. So very good Thursday. Hopefully we keep it rolling. Man, look, I'm – it, I'm telling you, our our lineup somewhere in the middle is always that winning lineup. I had Hill and Chase last week. You had Higgins and Waddle, I think, or something like that. Well, Some, Waddle was a mess. That was the issue. Yeah. I, if only I switched to like Waddle for Hill, Mixon, or Hill. Well, well Hill's a given. I, I I missed out on Hill. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like that's a given. I meant like when Mixon scored the first touchdown, it wasn't exactly ideal. So the lineup was okay, not mm-hmm. amazing, but the bets. I believe we we each cashed most of them. Yeah, most of them. I gave out Hayton Hurst late on a Twitter. So make sure you follow Twitter, our Twitter pages. We give out plays every there. Um, Scott on his YouTube page gives out plays too. Yeah, I gave out Hayton Hurst late on Twitter. I had I just had a really good feeling about Hayton Hurst. I was like, oh, Joey D loves his tight ends. And so I went all in on Hayton Hurst, his yardage prop, his, his touchdown prop. Even sprinkled a little bit on his two touchdowns. And he got one late that was able to cash that big one for us. But... I mean, just a quick recap of last game. It went under. It went under again. Another Thursday night under. And I don't even remember where I was on the over under because I was originally under. Then I switched it to over. I think it was on this podcast. It was the over. Yeah, I think I had. I know I had the over and I had Dolphins at one point. I ended up switching to Bengals, but it it was just it it looked like it could have got that way. And then Tua got hurt in that terrible head, neck, whatever they want to call the in- injury. Maybe it's a back injury this time. Uh, and it just kind of slowed down from there. The pace of the game kind of slowed down. And it was a pretty good game. So each team kept kicking red zone field goals inside like the five yard line. But yeah, pretty much. I'm trying to remember what I had. I had Burrow longest completion that got there. I had Burrow yards, which somehow got there. That was not headed to a win at all. And he went over by like 13. Mm-hmm. I lost on the attempts. I had Mixon under in rushing yards, which got there. And I had Higgins touchdown and over in yards, and that both got there. So, yeah, it was a very good day for me for the actual props. Yeah, same. I had Joey B. I was over Joey B. I was on Chase longest reception. He got there in that last reception towards the end. If he got in the end zone, I'd be here a very, very happy man because my same game parlay would have hit. But, you know, it is what it is. Either way, now we move on from that entertaining game to the Colts at the Broncos this week. But before we talk about that, I'm going to talk to you about WinBet and their new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24-7 where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And the WinBet Casino is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and guess what? The two up, two down, Virginia. So, must to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbets. 
sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Also, to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a game, probably call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by FUBU TV. Look, you trying to you trying to catch these NFL, these college football, all these pro football games, all the best stuff, it's on FUBU TV. Complete coverage, and they have NFL Red Zone at 4K, no extra charge. Over a hundreds of channels of live sports entertainment. You have no contract, no commitment. You can try FUBU TV right now for free, seven days, and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBUTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. All right, let's mosey on down to Thursday night football on Amazon where we will hear Ryan Fitzpatrick try to have somewhat of a broadcasting career. Don't know how well, how long that's going to go for him, but he's doing... Uh, he's uh, doing his thing. He, he's, being, he's being Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll say that. He's being Ryan Fitzpatrick. All right, Thursday night, we have the Indianapolis Colts traveling to the Denver Broncos. Denver is now laying minus three and a half. You could probably find some threes out there. I'm looking at plus 100 for that minus three and a half. Plus three and a half for the Indianapolis Colts. 42 and a half is the total. Plus 150 for the Colts. Minus 175 for the Denver Broncos. Going to look and see about a weather report here. We have about six, seven mile per hour winds. 73 degrees, partly cloudy in Denver. Not too bad there. Whew. All right. Before we get into the breakdown, just to go ahead, throw some numbers out here, because we have, of course, Denver elevation. We know about that. We know this Broncos team's really good, especially the defense, the defense. I wouldn't say the offense, but the defense very well. Third best in fantasy to the quarterback position. Fifth best defense against opponent passing yards. Fifth best in opponents points per game at 17 points per game. We have Matt Ryan, who is going outside of a dome where he is absolutely abysmal over his last seven games. 186.9 yards per game outside of a dome. Five total touchdowns in those seven games. Eight interceptions. He's 2-5 and five straight up. 2-4-1 ATS in those last seven outside of a dome. And 1-6 and six to the over. So 6-1 and one to the under in those last seven games. Scott, this this portrays this is going to be a very, very ugly game Thursday night. I'm happy it's not on TV. <laughs> Let's put it that way, you know? I mean, it is on TV, you know, if you... you know, I mean, Prime, whatever yeah. cable, you get my point. The yeah. point is, I expect this game to be really, really ugly. Most primetime games have been up to this point. The issue is Denver, even though they are 2-2, two and two, they're a pretty underwhelming 2-2. Two and two. They had a nice win there on Sunday night against the 49ers in a game that I'm really happy I didn't watch, which was 11 to 10. <laughs> then you ended up having a an underwhelming performance against the Raiders. Raiders were favored in that game. I know that was your Twitter lock for the lock mm-hmm. and dog page, and that got there. Denver's defense really didn't look great, particularly against the run, because Jacobs torched him the entire day. Luckily for them, Jonathan Taylor's out. But you're looking at the Broncos, and Javante Williams is out. So both teams are missing their starting running back. Denver and more of a committee, but Melvin Gordon keeps fumbling the ball. So you're kind of wondering what they're going to do moving forward. We talked about it on the total show. I like the under. I think this game's going to be really, really ugly. You mentioned Matt Ryan's numbers outside of a dome. Uh, full disclosure, his numbers inside a dome aren't great either. They're just a lot worse outside. <laughs> but Denver's offense, still not great. And it seems like they constantly have drives that can move the ball for a couple first downs and then end up settling and struggling right around midfield or 40-yard line. And they really have a hard time of getting through the rest of the drive for a touchdown. And they might have to settle for long kicks. I like the under. I am going to lean Denver, though. The Colts are just missing too many guys. We didn't even mention the fact that Darius Leonard had a concussion and a broken nose. So there's no guarantee he's going to play. Mm-hmm. And he's arguably their most impactful defensive player. I'm on Denver. I don't feel great about it, but I do really like the under. I think you're going to see a hideous game of football. <sighs> Man. I had to um, mention the Leonard news, though, because he's a big piece of that defense. No, yeah, no. So let me just go through and go through that injury report. Darius Leonard is officially out with that broken okay. nose. Julian Blackman, questionable. 
Tyquan Lewis is out with the concussion. You have Jonathan Taylor, who is officially questionable with that ankle injury. We, I, we hear it's a high ankle sprain, but he says he's playing. We don't know if he's playing. That's something very important to watch out for. And for the Denver Broncos, where did they go? Oh, wait, where did they go? Oh, they're right here. Yeah, for the Denver Broncos, we have Russell Wilson, who's actually questionable with the shoulder injury. He's more than likely going to play. Melvin Gordon's questionable with the neck injury. It looks like he's going to split time. He's going. It looks like they expect him to play. He's going to split time with him and Mike Boone. And Tyree Cleveland is questionable as well. And then, as you know, Javante Williams is out with that ACL, MCL injury. He's done for the year. This, uh, I'm on the Broncos. This is, it, it's clear cut. I'm not backing Matt Ryan in any way, shape, or form. Especially on the road. Yeah. Matt Ryan on the road in Denver. You know, it, it, I'm not, I'm not backing him in any way, shape, or form. I think that this is the Broncos game. The, the half point on the hook is actually concerning. I think I will go for the three rather than the three and a half because I just don't trust either offense. I don't trust either offense. Russ looks very, very limited right now. He's looking very, very limited, and he's actually limited during practice. So he's limited during practice. He's limited during the game. He's cooking with an easy bake oven. Uh, it's just absolutely disgusting what Russ is doing. And the fact – and just think about – when we talked about that trade, <laughs> it looks like it looks like that the Seahawks made it out pretty all right. I actually saw something that said that Russ wasted Pete Carroll's prime years. That's just funny. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, I'm I'm not big on this Denver offense, especially without Javante Williams, who I thought was clear cut the best running back in that backfield. Didn't treat him that way, but he was. Yeah, he 100 percent was. And so now it's. Where in a fraction of an offense do you see anything coming out of Indianapolis? It has to be if Jonathan Jonathan Taylor plays and he just has a great game on the ground. Like that has to be the only way I can see offense for them. Other than that, I think this team is going to struggle. They have you have Patrick Sertan in a crazy Broncos secondary on the other side that I think is really going to give those Indianapolis Colts wide receivers issues. They're going to have to attack the middle of the field, try to get the tight end going. They're going to have to try to get something going in the run game. I think that this can be a really big Naeem Hines game just because of a lot of checkdowns. And when you let Naeem Hines get in open space, he can make a couple plays. So I, I just don't see enough. I don't even I'm not even 100 percent certain if I think Indianapolis sees Denver side of the field too, too much in this game. I just don't see any offense coming from this team. I'm all over Denver minus three and a half. Yeah. Uh, I'm once again, I'm leading Denver. I feel better about the under. I just think that if you're going to see Denver cover Indianapolis probably scores less than 14 points. Yeah. So that's kind of how I'm, ex- I'm expecting this game to be like 2013. I'm expecting a really ugly game of football. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see anything good coming out of it. And yes, we're both on the under. I wanted to make to make a contrarian play for the over because it's a lot of money that's coming in on this under. 76%. As it should. 76% of tickets, 83% of the money is on the under. And I, I still don't think they dropped the line enough. I think you I, might need one or two defensive touchdowns in order for this to go over. But that's not outside the realm of possibility because Matt Ryan is so bad. Like I think it, one is doable. Two, I think, is a stretch, but that's still the point. The point is you need a lot yeah. to go your way if you want to cash an over. And the only way that that over, well, most people's over cashed in the Thursday night game two weeks ago was because of a defensive touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that you'll be unlucky like that in this game, but I do think that there is – the world possibility for a defensive touchdown because if this team gets down, Matt Ryan's going to feel like he has to throw to keep them in it. And that is going to lead <laughs> against this secondary. I can tell you that's a pick six waiting. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's talk about props. Throw out a, uh, no, no, no. Before we do props, let's go first touchdown. First touchdown. What do you got for first touchdown? So, first touchdown, I feel like I have to talk about it because. We mentioned that Matt Ryan might turn the ball over a lot. I am going to go Broncos defense. I think that is definitely a good value play. If you want to talk about expecting, I can't even say the unexpected because we just expect Matt Ryan to suck in this game, Mm -hmm. but you get my point. The point is if you're looking for any long shot candidates, 
Oh, do you want me to start with the favorites or do you want me to start with the long No, do, do whatever your order is. Play, okay. Throw out all your first touchdown bits. So once again, you can shop around and you'll probably find better odds elsewhere. But I see the Broncos defense first touchdown is around 25 to 1. Do you see anything better than that? Broncos defense. I see a 35 to 1. You see 35 but to 1. I will say that this doesn't at the special teams component. So I don't know 100% if special teams counts as a defense, but I see 30. So special teams counts towards the individual player? Yeah, it might. It might count towards the individual player. Yeah, defense does not include special teams. So, no, this is just defense. This is not a special teams player. I'm not expecting a punt return, but I guess you have a blocked punt possibility. Either way, uh, okay. Point, point is, somewhere between 25 and 35, you could probably find something. But I'm just looking at Matt Ryan, and it's really just bad. I mean, there's no way around it. I think he's a bottom five quarterback in the league. Starting-wise, it's not really close. You could argue he's bottom three. He has mm. five interceptions in the first four games of the season. Um, trying to see if I can find his fumble numbers really quickly, because I know that he gets strip-sacked a decent amount. Uh, so far, he has three fumbles, one lost. But that means he's lost possession on three separate occasions with the football, and he's also thrown five interceptions. We think Denver's secondary is very good. Their pass rush is underrated. I know Gregory got banged up, so I'm not sure. If, I think he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, which is actually going to hurt. But mm-hmm. I still like their defensive line. Chubb is still really good, and Matt Ryan's bad. So if you want to talk about value, somewhere between 25 and 35 to 1, I think that's a bargain. I'll take the Broncos' defense. Or special teams or all the above, whatever. <laughs> all right. What else you got? That's my first one. So I'm going to start off with the long shot and work backwards because I just gave out the 25 to one shot. Uh, moving backwards. Oh, do I want to make a case? You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with Eric Salbert at 22 to one, which I like. He got most of the snaps at tight oh, end. How dare you? What? What I do? We were we were talking about him in our pre-show our pre-show discussion. You knew I was going that way. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know what you want me to say about that. Like <laughs> yes, we we brainstormed and we came up with a play. Yes. Uh, but anyway, I am going with Saubert at twenty-two to one. How dare me? Uh, I am gonna take it because Indianapolis not the greatest against tight ends. Alberto, we know is expected to be a solid piece of this offense. It didn't really work out. And Saubert got a, got a bunch of the snaps last week uh, to go through the actual snap percentage, which I'm a big fan of when it comes to first touchdown. He ended up, Saubert played 77% of mm-hmm. the snaps at tight end, and Albert O actually was third on the team. He played one snap. Uh, that's not exactly ideal, and yet the odds for first touchdown are the same between Saubert and Albert O, which is crazy. So give me Saubert a 22-1. to one. And if I'm going for a low-priced favorite, I'll take Cortland Sutton at plus 750. I really like Denver secondary, Indianapolis's. I'm not totally sold on. It's not terrible, but it's not great. I'll go Sutton, and I'm assuming if you shop right, you could probably find an 8-1 to one or a 9-1. to one. But my three picks are going to be Denver defense. It's going to be Saulbert at tight end, and it's also going to be uh, Sutton at around 750, give or take. All right. I am going to go for my Colts. Naeem Hines at 10 to 1. I think that that is a solid bet. And he's somebody that can kind of break a couple open tackles. For my second Colt, I'm going with, I'm debating between Moali Cox and Jelani Woods. Yeah. I'm getting I mean, more Cox had two value. touchdowns last week if you want to just ride the train. Yeah. But, huh? I'm going to go Woods. I'm going to go Woods because he did have two touchdowns last week. Crazy. I had Cox for two touchdowns against the Chiefs. Didn't bet it again against the Titans, and he gets the two touchdowns. If you bet it, I wouldn't have won. Uh, That's how it goes, right? If yeah, you only win the bets you don't make. I know. I know. It's crazy. All right, Jelani Woods. I'm going with Jelani Woods, tight end. I just think that they're really going to have it, some issues with those wide receivers and those against that secondary. I think Woods can open up the middle of the field. Pretty good. They got him for a first touchdown against the Chiefs. I'll go ahead and I'll go back to him at 31 to 1. For my Broncos, we already talked about Saubert. He's the leading pass catching tight end right now. 
so they have three tight ends that they go to him, Alberto, and Tomlinson. Alberto hasn't seen the field. He's seen his snaps decreased every single game since week one. Well, Saulbat has seen his snaps increase. Wilson likes him a little bit. He gets a couple of targets. They the Hackett has said that they are taking what the defense gives them. And if the defense gives them tight end plays, they're going to go to the tight end. Well, the Colts are third worst against the tight end in the entire NFL right now. They've given up four touchdowns on the season, which is second worst in the entire NFL. So, hey, I'll go with uh, Saubert. And then for my other Bronco, give me Russ. Yeah, give me Russ at 27-1. I think that it opens up for him. Maybe he just kind of runs up the middle for a five-yard touchdown, something like that. Give me Russ at thirty-seven to one. At twenty-seven to one, I think that's pretty solid. All right. Before did we you, get into props, I was, was going to ask though. Did you? I, I didn't. I forgot. Who was your first Colt that you mentioned? First Colt was Nine Hines. Ten. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask if you think that I found twelve to one. Do you think twelve to one is a good? Do you think that's a fair price? Like, what do you think the number should be? No, I think it's a pretty solid price for Hines because there's one, the question of is he going to be the starting running back? Because he very well could be. He Worst case, well he's a check not. down magnet. Worst case. Yeah, he still gets his his targets, whether Taylor is in there or, or if he's not in there. And what's even better is if Taylor is active, they do price him as the second running back. And then Taylor goes down in the first five, 10 minutes of the game because that ankle is just way too much. And Hines gets all the work anyway. I, I don't think Taylor's going to play. It's a high ankle sprain in a short week. I'd be shocked if he played. Well, no, that man, I don't think he's ever missed a game in his career. No, he's an absolute savage, but I'm just acknowledging that I saw him in college because I went to the same school as him. Yeah. Him in college was so funny. He just ran for 200 yards a game, but it's a high ankle sprain in a short week. I think it makes all the sense in the world to pivot from Taylor. All right. Before we get into props and DFS talk a little bit, let's talk about the Elias Game Plan app because this is the fantasy companion and ultimate sports betting tool for the NFL, NBA, MLB. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Elias has it for you. They have head-to-head comparisons. They have key injuries. They have all this data that's being tracked and backed by the Ohio Sports Bureau, who is the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues. They have everything you need, survivor pool analysis. It can literally take your betting to the next level. Download the Elias Game Plan app today, App Store or Google Play Store, and use promo code SGPN25 for 25% off your first month monthly subscription. Your first month when you choose a monthly subscription, 25% off the Elias sports game plan app make sure you tap into that promo guide us is the best place to go to for plus eb betting strategies man i can't talk today plus ev betting strategies yes so look if you have mathematical models if you have anything if you have whatever you're looking for you're a gut handicapper you're looking for some extra numbers some to get the most bang for your buck anything plus ev talk to ryan kramer he uses promo guide us Mathematical models just help your picks in the best of ways, give you another tool, another resource to use. And Promo Guy has all of that for you. They're a small team of passionate sports fans. So go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% track, transparent, and prove it method for betting smarter. We're also brought to you by No Else Advantage, the most dynamic fantasy sports platform. They have pick em contests where you can play against other people for a chance to win at $250,000, or you can play against the house and win up to 20 times the amount of money that you put in. They have player props from all different sports leagues, whether it's NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, all the best stuff. Just bet over or under on those props. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app, and you can get a first deposit match up to $25, nohouseadvantage.com. All right, let's talk to it. Let's talk props. Give me your first prop for Thursday Night Football. So we're going to stick with the usual formula. We'll stick with the passing props first. I am going to go with an obvious play, in my opinion, and the odds I'm totally shocked at. I cashed on Monday night with Stafford interception at minus 115. I couldn't believe it was minus 115. I can't believe Matt Ryan's minus 125. Give me the over (laughs) half an interception there. He's thrown five this season. If you date back to last year, he's thrown at least one interception 
in four of his last five games, three of the first four this season. Now, Denver has not been great at intercepting passes, but the Colts don't have a running game. I'm expecting Taylor to not play. Hines mm-hmm. is mostly a pass catcher. You have Jackson, who's projected to be the starting running back, except for the fact that he took zero offensive snaps last week. So he's got no experience at all. I got to assume Ryan throws the ball a decent amount, and he's also not very good. So I'm going to go with the over half interception. I think especially since we're expecting Denver to win this game, Indianapolis might have to play catch up from behind, but he might attempt 30 passes and change, and Matt Ryan's not good. So give me the over half an interception for Ryan. I think he throws one, maybe even two, but minus 125? For a guy who's thrown a uh, uh, thrown interception four of his last five games, I got to take the over. Yeah, all right. My first prop, I'm sticking with Matt Ryan. I'm going to, uh, under, give me Matt Ryan, under 230 and a half receiving yards. I mean, not receiving yards, passing, passing yards. Yeah. Passing yards. He's only hit this once in his seven games that I talked about, his past seven games being outdoors. He's only hit this once when he had 236 at San Francisco. 186.9 yards per game last seven games outside of a dome. I'm I'm just going to fade Matt Ryan. He's not good. He's probably, in my opinion, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Really, really trying for worst quarterback in the league right now. I think this was an experiment gone wrong. Matt Ryan is not the quarterback for this team of the future. Frank Wright can count his days under 230 and a half for Matt Ryan. What's your next prop? So the next one, I'm contemplating if I want to go for a Wilson passing touchdown play or I can kind of pivot and do something a little bit different. Uh, I think for this one, since the Colts are still a decent defensive line and we've seen Denver's offensive line, they got torched by Vegas last week and it seemed like Crosby was all over Wilson. I am going to look towards Wilson rushing yards and Mm -hmm. I am going to actually take something a little bit I'm contemplating if I want to take the rushing yards or take the longest rush. You have any thoughts on either? What's the difference between two? Uh, so rushing yards is 13 and a half and the longest rush is eight and a half. I think I'm going to take the longest rush because I'm expecting Denver to take some kneel downs at the end of the game. Uh, looking at Wilson's recent numbers, Wilson has gone over this number in each of his last two games. He had a 12 yard run against San Francisco and a 13 yard run against the Raiders. I just think at the end of the day, the Colts can still generate pressure. Denver still isn't exactly great on the offensive line. If you don't believe me, just watch the game against the Raiders. They got absolutely manhandled (laughs) the entire game. But I do think Wilson, from what we know about him in his career, he's not afraid to take what the defense gives him on the ground. And I do think as a result, especially with Williams being out now, I'm curious if Denver might try to manufacture a bit more of a running game. Maybe they'll try a read option play or two, or maybe Wilson just scrambles when the defense is playing cover four. But I think if you're looking at what he excels at, we know Wilson is very good at breaking the pocket, extending plays, and even taking some free yards in front of him. I think eight and a half is a little bit too low for longest rush. I'm going to go with the over at minus 115. All right. Does that count as a real quarterback play? Because it's it's technically a quarterback, but it's a running it's a running prop. But whatever. Yeah, no, no, you got it, you got it. Let's for my second play, I'm gonna fade Melvin Gordon, and I'm gonna take Melvin Gordon under seventy and a half rushing and receiving. I think that's what that number is. Yeah, just... that's what I got. Yeah, seventy and a half rushing and receiving. He's only hit this prop once in the first game of the season. And it's because the man can't hold on to the ball. He has, what, four fumbles on the year already? Might be five. He He's fumbled the ball a lot this season. Mike Boone definitely got some run in that game. I think he actually, we talked about it, he outsnapped Melvin Gordon. It was a wide game. margin. He, yeah, like he, dub- out- he like doubled the snap count. Yeah, I think Mike Boone is somebody that's there. He's going to be there. He's not going away. They're not going to give Gordon all the work because of his fumbling problem. And it just takes one more fumble for him to officially be out of this game. So, yeah, the defense for the Colts, pretty good against the run. They're top 10 against the run in rushing yards allowed this season. I don't think that the run is how they're going to attack this team. I think they're going to have to force their way down to secondary. And like I said, I don't think that 
I'm really concerned on the amount of offense in this game in general. I definitely don't think it's through the run. So, yeah, give me Melvin Gordon under 70 and a half rushing and receiving yards. I got nothing more to add there. I think Boone's going to be a surprising to some piece of this offense for this game. I think it'll at least be split 50-50. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's your third prop? So now I'll transition over to the wide receivers. And for this one, it's a little bit tricky because once again, we're expecting a really, really ugly football game. But I am going to look at one bright spot for the Broncos so far this season, and it is going to be Cortland Sutton. And I think that we can agree he's easily been the best player offensively for this team Mm -hmm. uh, up to this point. But his receiving yards are around 63 and a half. I think that sounds a little bit too low to me, especially since he is easily the main focal point in the passing game. You just mentioned that the Colts are good against the run. I don't think that Denver is going to try to run the ball as much as people think, especially now that Williams is out for the rest of the year. Mm. I see a lot of potential targets for Sutton. Do you like Indianapolis as secondary? I think it's a pretty mediocre unit. No, no, I don't. <laughs> so I think Sutton should have some matchups. He could have one catch for they're 50 good. yards. Now they're good. against the. They are the number one defense against the wide receiver position through this part of the season in terms of yards allowed. But I I think that they, if you had to Personnel, pick, I don't think is great. If you had to tell me to pick on who was going to have a better day, I think it's the Broncos wide receivers over the Colts because I just like that Broncos secondary. And Broncos defense is second against wide receivers. So Colts are first, Broncos second. So I'm going to go with Sutton over. I, I just think that if Denver's not going to be able to run the ball – and the Colts might not be able to hold the ball for that long because they might not be able to actually get a lot of first downs. Denver should control the time possession, should be able to run a lot of plays. I think Sutton gets loose for a couple, and he's easily Wilson's favorite target right now. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the over 63 and a half. The number seems a bit low. All right. For my last prop, I am going to go with... I'm going to go with a punt prop. Give me over seven and a half punts for the game at minus 110. I love it. I I think that this is going to be ugly. This is going to be nasty. I think that the Colts defense is playing really well. So I will give that to them, that they're playing really well. They've only given up, what, 24 points is max this season. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty solid. I think it's going to be punts plenty well and often throughout this whole game. We might actually catch this in the first half. Very well possibly could happen. Give me over seven and a half punts. I think both of these offenses stink. I think the defenses are going to play up. Give me a bunch of punts in this one. I was contemplating if I wanted to take McManus over one and a half field goals at minus That was the one that I was debating for my last one. So we'll throw that as an honorable mention. Yeah, I thought about it. I don't know if I was actually going to take it or not, but at least we'll bring it up. And uh, yeah, and that's kind of going to wrap it up. I had a couple of quarterback props. Once again, it's really tough. First of all, since I would easily take Naheem Hines over in receptions or receiving yards, it Mm -hmm. doesn't exist because they're waiting to find out if Taylor's going to play or not. Kind of similar to what we saw with last week with uh, Tua, who was questionable, quote-unquote, and we didn't have any props on Waddle or Hill or nobody. We don't have any props on Colts running backs, but assuming Taylor's out, I do really like the over for Hines receiving yards, rushing receiving yards combo, I think Hines is going to be a big focal point of this offense. All right. Well, let's go ahead and transition that over into Thursday night DFS, where we have our DFS lineups as we try to go and win a million dollars on Thursday night. Scott, I'll allow you to go first. Who is in your captain slot? So my captain slot, I'm going to go bold once again. Uh, it almost worked out last week taking a wide receiver. Instead, I ended up being second fiddle because Tyreek went nuts in that fourth quarter. I'm going to go with Denver defense in the captain spot. I have the Ryan over half an interception. I expect a couple fumbles potentially. I know that Randy Gregory might be out, but you still have a pretty decent defensive line. It's mostly fading Matt Ryan. And if you want to try to find a low percentage captain spot option, I think Denver's defense is a good option. Give me Denver defense. I'll dare Matt Ryan to beat me on the road outdoors. All right. For myself I had Denver's defense uh it might actually not like that might actually be like a I wonder I want to see how is that gonna be you think that'll be a road I think most people take quarterbacks blindly no but I think in this game they're gonna look at this game be like oh we're going Denver Denver's defense all the way I 
want to go super contrarian. And I have Matt, the capital. You thinking Matt Ryan is savage? <laughs> no, no. I was joking. Not that contrarian. Yeah. Taking but a kicker? I'm, I'm debating between taking Saubert or taking Hines as my captain slot and just saying that I think one of these guys has a really, really good day. And if one of them does have a really, really good day and they're in my captain slot, that just puts me a leg above everybody else. I'd probably pick Hines over Saubert. I'm just not sure how many targets Saubert's actually going to get. Yeah, Hines and that's the, the issue. And, and that's the issue that I'm going to have is I don't know the target share that he's going to have. So, yeah, I'm going to go Saubert because I think Hines has a role even if Taylor does play. And if Taylor doesn't play, I think it's all Naeem Hines, and it's a lot of checkdowns. He's going to have opportunities. Wait, so you're taking line. Hines then? Yeah, I'm taking Hines. You just said Saubert. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm taking Hines. I still okay. have Saubert in the lineup, but yeah. I'm taking Hines for the captain slot. I think that there's a random opportunity. I got to look up his Thursday night. I feel like – I don't know. I just feel like I remember watching a Thursday night game. He just randomly had two touchdowns. I was like, holy shit. Against the Jets, I think. Yeah, it might, something like that. I got to look into was that, it. Was that but... the Josh Johnson game last year? Oh, Mike White got injured in like the first quarter and Josh Johnson just showed up and Naheem Hines randomly had a couple touchdowns. Give me a second. I'm going to look it up. You I think that was, the, I think that was the Jets-Josh Johnson game last year. That was a Thursday night. That game ended up having like 60 points. And it was like the – yeah, it was like the backup quarterbacks was in – let me go look it up. I, the Colts scored like 40 and change. I think Hines had a couple touchdowns in that, in that game. But yeah. what's, your next, what's your next player? Uh, it's going to be the same guy you just mentioned. I got Hines in there. I said several times I don't expect Taylor to play. And Hines has a role no matter what. Their third string running back is ja- is uh, Jackson, who got zero offensive starts. He's mostly a special teams guy. I know he's a bigger body, so you can argue about red zone work. Truth is, I hate Frank Reich's red zone play calling anyway, so you can never predict what's going to happen there. But Hines at least can get touches. Worst case is he can get you garbage time eight receptions, 70 yards, and give you some PPR upside. Give me Hines there as my second, as my first non-captain spot. I just think that the game flow with the, with the Colts trailing throughout, which we expect, benefits Hines. I think there's several ways he can produce in this game. Give me Hines and my flex. All right. So here's the stat. It was it was a game against the Jets. That wasn't the game I was thinking about, but there was a game in the Jets. He had one touch. He had six for seventy four on the ground, one touchdown, and then four catches for thirty four yards. That I was remember really he had at least one touchdown. Yeah, but go back to twenty twenty Thursday night plays against the Titans. Twelve for seventy yards, one touchdown, five uh, for six targets, forty five yards, and another touchdown. So the past two Thursday night games, he's had a pretty good game. So eh, maybe we could get three for maybe we could go three for three with scoring a touchdown. That'll definitely put us a leg above everyone else if Nine Hines has a really good day. All right. You said you had Hines. I also have Denver Broncos defense in my lineup as well. And for many of the same reasons you are, I just this is just a complete fade on Matt Ryan outdoors. Complete yeah. fade of Matt Ryan outdoors and a fade of Matt Ryan when he's down. Because I truly believe that they'll be down at this point at some point in this game, and he's going to feel like he's going to have to throw. And if you're forcing throws to Michael Pittman versus Patrick Sertan, I don't think that's going to go your way. I don't think it's going to go your way at all. I think that the defensive front for the Broncos can get to the quarterback, give me a bunch of sacks, a couple intersections, maybe a pick six, Broncos defense. Yeah, that was my captain spot, so we agree there. Uh, my third player is going to be Sutton. I mentioned him over in yards. I am potentially going to talk about him later on for another prop, but still the point is the Colts secondary I know has been decent or for fantasy purposes, it's been great against opposing wide receivers. Mm-hmm. The issue is I just think that Wilson doesn't have many great options in the receiving core. Judy has been underwhelming. What else is new? I've never been a Judy guy, but Sutton's been very, very good. And I think he's easily Wilson's favorite target. If we're going to be fading Matt Ryan means we expect Denver to have the ball a lot offensively. And with that being the case, I'm going to take Sutton. I think he's got a lot of touchdown upside. I think he should go for worst case, five catches, 80 yards. Like I think he's got a pretty decent floor in this game with touchdowns being at a premium and Uh he could also reach the end zone. Give me Cortland Sutton. He's easily the best weapon Wilson has. I'm hoping he throws him the ball a decent amount. All right, my third player, I'm going with Brandon McManus. And I'm just going to fade the Broncos being able to close this game out. Did you have Sutton as well, by the way, or no? No, I don't have Sutton. Did you have any thoughts on Sutton? I think Sutton's a good play. 
I think Sutton's a good play. I think that the issue, uh, just more of if the Colts try to scheme him out of it or anything, or even just trusting the Broncos to be able to move the ball at all. Because granted, we're shitting on Matt Ryan right now. We do not think that the Broncos are a good offense at all whatsoever. Oh, they're not. They're not at all. But I'm just looking yeah. at the upside. The only player that's been consistently good or decent has been Sutton. So I'll pick. Yeah, he, and he's been getting the targets. He's been yeah. getting consistent, consistent amount of targets every single game. So I think that he has the opportunity for sure. Does it, you know, pan out? I'm not 100 percent certain. I'm well. I'm not on him, but uh, I like McManus because I I know for a fact that this team is going to kick a field goal. Like this team is going to kick a field goal. They're honorable mention over one and a half field goals. You know where yeah. we're at on this one. Yeah. So I think that he can have a couple. I I really really want to tell people to toss some money on no touchdown scored in this game at 100 to one or a thousand one, whatever is that. Maybe not the full game, but the first half. Yeah. Okay. I like the first half as well. But yeah, I, I I really think touchdowns are like very much at a premium. McManus has a pretty good day. I'll take him. Who is your fourth? Uh, I have McManus as my fourth. Okay. Uh, I had to. At the end of the day, it was actually kind of funny because I have McManus as my fantasy kicker and I just dropped him. Yeah. Uh, but I think he actually could have a decent game. But he also has a big leg. It's in altitude. So you can assume that he's going to be sent out there from 60 if he has the opportunity to. Uh, as another prop, I don't mind. I don't mind the longest field goal in this game. Uh, it yeah. should be probably close to like 47, 46 and a half. But still, I like the over for McManus in field goals one and a half. I think that he's got value here. It's always tricky because you need a decent amount of field goal attempts. The issue is Denver's red zone offense has been absolutely abysmal. Mm-hmm. And now you lost Williams, so it should be even worse. I am going to go with McManus as well. I think he should have at least two field goals, maybe three. And three's nine points. That's really not too shabby. Mm-hmm. All right. My next player, I have Saubert. Okay. Eric, we, we talk, I talked about it earlier. I think that the tight end position is going to be the sneaky position for the Broncos this game. And I think the tight end is probably going to have a touchdown, maybe two in this game. I'm hoping it goes to Saubert. I just don't know what to make of this room. This tight end room is really... It's clear that they're really just waiting for the rookie tight end to come back in week six. That's honestly and truly what they're waiting for. But I just think that this Colts team has given so many opportunities to the tight end already in this season. What we think about Will Disley, you think about uh, freaking um, who else scored? Uh, Travis Kelsey scored on them. Let me go. I'm sorry. I got the, I got the notes in front of me. I don't know why I'm not leading. Yeah. So a conquer for the Titans three for 38, one touchdown last week. Evan Ingram had seven for 46. Will Disley had a touchdown in week one. OJ how uh, week two, no week one for them. And so, uh, well, Disley, that's for the Broncos, but for the OJ Howard week one, two thirty-eight and two touchdowns. So two thirty-eight, two touchdowns, seven forty-six, three thirty-eight and one. I like the tight ends in this game. Give me Sauber as the guy that Russ has been throwing to already. Alberto has not been there. I may make another lineup with the Alberto in there just in case Alberto wants to make an appearance this game. And you know, I, what I don't everybody's think it's waiting for. Personally, bowl, so. We'll see. We'll see. Uh. That's so that's why I'm on Sauber. I think that he could he could be a billion dollar player in this game. He could be. Uh, but for my last option, I'm going to take the guy throwing the ball to the tight end, but I'm not going to put him in the captain spot. I'm going to take Russ. I don't think Russ is going to have a great game by any means, but I do like the rushing upside. I mentioned the longest rush, etc. You took him for first touchdown potentially. I think he could yep. score a rushing touchdown. But I think that at the end of the day, I'm just so low on the Colts and I expect Wilson to have the ball so much because the Colts shouldn't be able to move it that I think he's going to have enough plays to potentially score some touchdowns. Do I think he's going to be a very good fantasy option? No, but I had the salary for it. I'll take it. I understand your point with Seibert, but the issue is I'm not sure how many targets he's actually going to get. But I know you mentioned how the Colts have been awful against tight ends. That's kind of why I'm scared off. I am worried about the actual target share. So instead... I'm assuming Denver is going to struggle running the ball with Melvin Gordon, who has a fumbling issue, and with Boone, who's been mostly a practice squad third-string running back his entire career. I'm going to assume they're going to put the ball in Russ's hands. I'm hoping he can do enough to score at least one or two touchdowns and get a decent amount of yards. Give me Russ Wilson in my final flex spot. Yeah, I got Russ in one of, in my spot as well. Everything you said, my final player. Not Alec my Pierce. captain, though, but I'll put him in the flex. Yeah, no, yeah, I got him in the flex too. And then Alec Pierce, 
is my final one as well. So I just needed somebody else from this Colts side of the ball. I, as bad as I think the Colts are, I truly do think that there is going to be a door open for garbage time points. They're going to have some opportunity for fantasy points. I didn't want to back Pittman in this game with him getting the shadow versus Sertan. I'm going with the next guy up, Alec Pierce. He's been getting the targets. He's been getting the workload. I think that he can be kind of a, you know, a little PPR possession receiver in garbage time just to get some quick targets. Give me Alec Pierce for my final spots. I'm trying to remember. Pierce had, was it 80 yards last week? Something like that. It was 60 it was or 80. 80. I'm trying to remember the exact number. I think it was I, 80. I'll tell you for a second. Wow, dog. Did you have to do that right in my ear? It my was dog 80. has been sitting next it, to me. He had four catches for 80 yards. Yeah, four so, catches, 80 yards. So yeah. I, I like it. I like it. He had 60 the week before. And three for five for 60. So, yeah, give me give me some Alec Pierce here. Hopefully some garbage time. He gets receptions. And, hey, maybe he falls in end zone during garbage time. Are there any honorable mentions? I know we talked briefly before the show about Mo Alley-Cox. Yep. Or maybe going after a Colts tight end there. I don't mind Alley-Cox. He had two touchdowns last week. But I feel like he might be an underratedly common tight end pick because of yep. how well he did last week. You know, getting overreaction and his size. there. He's like his size he, too. he was a basketball player at VCU. Yeah, I remember him at VCU. He was a, he was pretty yeah. decent, but still, uh, did he play for Shaka? Yes, I think he I think he was on one of Shaka's team. I love those damn Shaka VCU teams, but still, uh, that's a bit of a segue. Uh, but to go through any other options, do you want to make a case for Boone or for Gordon or anybody else? Do you feel like that's kind of everybody, like a duel in somebody, anybody, any long shots? Uh, Boone's not really a long shot, but you know what I mean. Do you have any yeah, interest no, in Boone think, in the lineup? I think Boone is a good, great way to fade Gordon. If you just don't think that Gordon is going to be good, Boone looked pretty solid in relief last week, and he got a bunch of snaps. Uh, not really. I think that the other person I was, I was trying to sell myself on Pittman, and just because he's probably going to get the targets anyway, but I just can't trust Matt Ryan, man. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go. Do we have another ad read? We have another ad read. Let me get us paid one more time before we talk about our lock and anytime touchdown for this game. And I'm here to talk to you about trade coffee because, look, I'm not a coffee person. I'm not. But trade coffee is coffee for me because I can take their coffee quiz and they make the perfect brew exactly for me, how I like it, the sweetness, all of that stuff. I'm not a coffee black person. I'm not, I'm not, I need to have it to be a sweeter kind of taste. And that's it for me. Trey coffee. They, one of the best coffee bean roasters everywhere. They have so many different roasters, bring it all in. They make, make your perfect batch. You can get it delivered straight to your door. So if you want to support small businesses, Trey coffee is the way trick trade.com slash SGP for 30 for $30 off your first order plus free shipping, go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by OddsTrader, best place to compare odds from all major sportsbook. You can also compare different sign-up codes and promotion codes. You can have player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, game day weather, all of that stuff over there at OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader, the number one site for your game day bets. All right, let's get to it. Lock and dog time. Let's go ahead, lock. Very easy, Denver minus three and a half. Not, I'm just not going to question it. I think that Denver has somewhat of an offense. I think Matt Ryan sucks outdoors, outdoors at night during prime time in Denver. I think that it's all going to come crumbling down for the Colts, especially when you're telling me you have a questionable tag, probably not going to play, may play and be limited. Jonathan Taylor, I'd be where shocked he is majority of their offense. I, I really think that this Colts team is going to struggle. Give me Denver minus three and a half. That's my lock. For my anytime touchdown play, do I just go all in on Sobert? I think I should. If I go all in on him, he probably gets in. Uh, well, I mean, you're riding the hot hand with the tight ends when he gave out Hurst last week. Or do I just go and give – yeah, I did. Uh, or do I just go ahead and say no touchdown? <laughs> that would be a fun one. All right, let's go with – yeah, let's go. Let's go with Sobert five to one. 
I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, no, let's not. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's happening. I like right Heinz now, too. Okay. I like Heinz too. Right. No, nah, I'm gonna go Sarber because Heinz is plus one one forty five. So I like Heinz, but I'm gonna give out Sarber because he's five to one, and I'd love to hit a five to one. So Eric Sarber five to one. I was gonna say I found Heinz at a uh, one sixty five. If you want that instead. Oh, that is nice, but no, I'm gonna go. Five. I'm, just, I'm, gonna shopping, go for the... I'm just shopping around to see quickly if I can find something better. Oh, yeah, I, I see basically 160 and change. Okay. Um, so for me, I love the under in this game, but I'm gonna take a prop as my best bet. I'm gonna take Matt Ryan interception. I can't believe it's 125. Mm-hmm. This one should be closer to 150, 160. I know mm-hmm. Denver has not been that great at forcing interceptions. They did have one against Jimmy G. Would have been two, but his foot was out of the back of the end zone, so it was a safety instead. But still, the point is, I just am so anti-Matt Ryan. You mentioned him outdoors and how awful he's been. I think he's a bottom five quarterback in the league. They don't have a ground game either now. It's a mess. So I'll take Matt Ryan to throw a pick as my best bet. And for my anytime touchdown score, uh, do I want to go with somebody at a relatively low price or take a shot somewhere? That's really the question. Uh, I'm going to go with the shot. I'm going to go with Denver defense. Uh, I think that is definitely a good option. You throw in special teams included, it's roughly plus 550. I'll go there. Another Matt Ryan fade. I'll double down on the Matt Ryan fade. When he throws the pick to cash the lock, I hope it's like Stafford and the guy takes it to the crib. So let's hope that happens. (laughs) So you cash your lock and dog in one play? At the same play. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah, Yeah. let's go for it. But I'll go for the plus 550. I, I I think the Colts should have at least two turnovers in this game. That's good enough for me. All right. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Not really. Uh, once again, you can find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Besides that, I know that Terrell and I and Munaf, Terrell Munaf and I just did another NBA division preview for the Southeast Division, which should be posted at some point in the next couple hours. So stay tuned for that. We have NBA action coming up, NHL action. I just did a tennis podcast last night as well. Baseball playoffs are about to start. A lot, a lot of sports content going on. And of course, you still have college football. It's a great time in sports, and I'm having a good time producing content. All right. All right. You know him at Rush Show Radio. I'm at Really Real underscore under, underscore. Wow. Can't talk. He's at Rush Show Radio. I'm at Really Real underscore underscore. SGPN NFL. At SGPN NFL. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you leave us a review in Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Leave, leave us a review. Love those. Appreciate those. Hey, we're, I'm telling you, we're close. We're close and we're going to break through. I'm actually about to go make a lineup and combine both of our lineups somehow because our lineups combined do really, really well. But, you know, individually, but those lineup that combine, we can win the million. So I'm about to combine our lineup somehow, some way. Other than that, I have nothing else for the people, nothing else to say, no idea how to end the podcast. So I'm just going to end it like this. We're out of here.